This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Mark Anthony, email. Can we keep a watching brief this year on how often footy media, through commentary or article, mentions GWS recruit Jason Gilby's preference of milk over water? Sometimes it feels like the media grabs one tiny tidbit about a player and wrings the life out of it. The same seems to be happening with Richmond players nicknaming Cochin Trent Coleman. Mm. Mark, uh, when you say sometimes the media takes one tiny tidbit and milks it, uh, no, every time we do that. And and you're right, there's a real feel about this Jason Gilby milk drinking um, love of his that is going to be themed throughout the entire year. I, I reckon you've identified something pretty strong as already. A story, as a media, Mark, and when we find a, a tenuous link to a story, we sure know how to milk it. And. <laughs> And Mark, you can rest assured that Hutchie has probably already to this point attempted to hook up Jason Gilby with a milk company. Uh, Dylan Leach on Twitter. How much more superior was the broadcast of the, the BBL final with all the commentary teams actually at the venue? I think we just discussed this uh, recently, Hutchie, in the uh, main body of the sounding board. We certainly discussed it the previous week in our return for 2023. And absolutely, Dylan, all broadcasters for TV operations need to be, particularly when it comes to our sport of choice, AFL, need to be in. Well, we know venue. that view, but you haven't you haven't actually been able to identify how much better it was because you didn't watch it, Dylan. That's a shame. He just didn't. You are the go-to man in this area. I thought the papers would be ringing you everywhere on Saturday for a view on this. But, I had uh, a, a family birthday to attend, Hutchie, which was a reasonably significant milestone. Who for? My sister's 50th, which we, oh, which we attended. So we, we, as I said, we, there? Of course, Minnie Me was there. Yeah. The only, unfortunately for you, though, Minnie Me isn't sticking. It's it, He gets no feedback to it. He doesn't even know you call him that, and, and it's just not quite working. Well, that's because he's got a tin ear. He's, a, he's with Peter Dutton, so he doesn't listen to anyone's feedback. Um, Daniel Simpson, Damo, did you catch up with Bebo for a beer over the summer? No. Nah. You haven't broken bread? No. Nah. No point. No point. Um, what, about, what about the warming of Bevo, apparently? Let's talk about warming of people. Um, I'll see Josh Bruce said he's he's mellowed or he's got a bit calmer over summer. How, how many times are you going to read that, do you reckon, over, over well, the coming? Moustache is gone. No, you, you, he just, moustache will... just, got, just took an inch off every day for so it couldn't be seen it was going. <laughs> uh, Stuart Henman, uh, gents, what's the equivalent AFL-wise of a Tom Brady media deal coming towards the end of their playing careers? Um, who would we sign for a 10-year deal if you could? I wouldn't be signing anyone to a 10-year deal until you know if they've got the goods because we've seen it happen, haven't we? Particularly in AFL where this this is how it works. So player often hates media, hates media, can often spend his whole career hating, loathing, bemoaning, having to do media. Then said player gets to final two years of, of life as a player and said player starts to think, hmm, Media might be my best option. Starts to become a little bit friendly to certain media and then tries to, to befriend the big dogs in, in media and then spends that first year out of playing in media but often just sitting absolutely on the fence on everything. So you've got about a, a 12 to 18-month honeymoon in that period, haven't you, Hutchie? You've got to then start to stand for something and actually say something before the, play- before the next retired player comes through. The player you can absolutely take to the bank in retirement as a media talent is Patrick Dangerfield. Yep. Because he's been different throughout his whole no career one, anyway. No one's getting 10-year deals, but he, he's a, a media talent. He works for us and others. Yep. The media talent now, and he will be one in the, in retirement. 
Photo via Twitter. How long until I use chat GPT to write my article, securing me an additional 10 weeks of annual leave? I've seen this stuff about chat GPT, but I'm not across it, Hachi. Can you can you summarise it for us, if possible, please? It's, it's AI that yeah, it's uh, AI. Yeah. replaces the work of um, human labour. So and, it, and, and it's coming into journalism. Ultimately, it'll fall flat like everything else with AI does, won't it? Like the Tesla's well, crash. And there's, the, the, there's the cynic. Well, car, there it is. Self-driving cars crash, Hachi. They, they can't see the rock that's there in the go. road. Yeah. There we go. Well, well, uh, hang on. Are you going to be doing it? Are you going to put uh, robots on your radio station as well? Is that how it works? To be fair, I haven't uh, got as deep into GPT as I need to, but I will. It's never stopped you talking with authority about other topics before, True. Hachi. Hachi, how conflicted were you, this is from Ben Devine on Facebook, watching the post-season chances of your two favourite NBL teams come down to one solitary basket in the final game across the whole ben, season? Uh, I only have one favourite NBL team. <laughs> I have one investment, and that is the Perth Wildcats. <laughs> JT question on Twitter: JT. How close was I to getting security guards to the airport? Oh, yeah. um, it did cross my mind, JT. <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave Sunday night, regardless. So I was worried about being perceived as fleeing the state if we lost. <laughs> we had, to get to, had to get to Adelaide uh, after the game anyway, so that was. Um, you might have left. Uh, Brent Pierce on Twitter is a solution to remote commentary simply to provide the viewer game sound only as an audio choice would would give the viewer the choice not to listen to in studio commentators or substitute for another call. Won't happen, Brent. I can understand why you may ask that, and and maybe some people may take that up up that option. But the uh, the broadcasters pay uh, pay big money to the the commentators and the special commentators. So no, you won't be afforded that particular luxury because it would. Um, would sort of fly in the face of what they want to get out of the uh, the rights themselves. Hutchie, this, this is from Matt Nichols. Can we get a special episode devoted to war stories from the club and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff relating to it? A lot of old Hammerhead fans out here. i tell you what, in, I've, I've got a few decent war stories. It's just a narrow mar- market probably, but and it's 20 years ago now. Jane, it, what you can do... Is we can do, can an anniv- we can do an anniversary piece. If you send out a tweet, would you like a, a War Stories episode of the the club and the Hammerheads? Um, yes or no. If the votes get to 50 plus percent, we'll do it. Actually, there's a lot of questions about ChatGPT. We might have to explore that, Jane. Just while you're writing notes, um, please put down ChatGPT for next it, week. It's actually well. not not actually Jane writing notes at the back, by the way. We are using the technology in this episode to, uh, <laughs> to do that. That's an automated laugh you can hear in the background. <laughs> Sound tracker. That's because I think she saw Corey through the yeah. uh, window there, has she as well. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who would be the most nervous journalist about chat GPT would be Steve-O. Like AI goes, yeah, we can become this guy. He's got to write some positive yarns about the dogs. and That's easy enough. Jason Johannesson had his ankles strapped before the game. <laughs> Luke Al via email. I love the show. This one is probably more for Hachi, given his move to New York a number of years ago. What advice would you give to younger people who are wanting to make a, mo- a move abroad? Specifically things like forging a career and, of course, finding friends in a big city. Also, how strongly would you recommend a young person moving to a city like London or New York, given the insane rental prices and general costs of living? My advice, Luke, would be... A, go for it. It's hard. Um, I, I left all my jobs to go and do it and was a huge risk at the time because I didn't know what I could. There was times when you could struggling to make ends meet. So if you've got the means to have a bit of um, savings before you do, do that. Um, and then I would just, when you go away overseas, you need to um, 
reinvent your own networking skills to uh, when you meet someone who you think is interesting. Like I'll give you an example, Damo. Guys aren't very great at asking other guys for their phone number to catch up and, and create friends, right? We don't natural friend collectors of each other. That's a bit generalistic, but um, when you go overseas, you've got to reinvent yourself. You've got to actually got to make friends. So you've got to actually uh, create environments. I had a Thanksgiving dinner for 12 strangers who didn't know each other and didn't know me. It's people I'd invited along the way to, to come for Thanksgiving. Where'd you have you that? you got to do whatever you... At uh, Mirandi in the West Village. Right. And people were like, how do you know him? Oh, I don't know. I just met him a month ago. How do you know him? Oh, I don't know. Just, you know, like you got to actually just be a bit bolder than... You, you've got to amplify your personality to make friends and then that's how you fit in. Uh, and that's how you kind of find things to do because if you're going to sit at home when you go overseas, you're in real trouble, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You the, forget how much you rely on your networks. The, the the cost of living component of that question from Luke is probably the scariest bit right now, isn't it? Because yep. uh, yeah, while it was not good back in your time, Hutchie, it's a whole lot worse now when it comes to what's going on in that town. Oh, I remember. I remember the exchange rate when I moved. It was like brutal every month trying to make ends meet. But anyway, yeah. it, we got through. You did. All right. There's a heap of questions that we're going to have to leave on the cutting room floor there. Apologies and the scorecard for that. will be back next week. Jane's nodding. Yep. Yeah, next week. Next week. Yep. That's been the sounding board. Questions this week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to pose some questions to the very conservative Damien Barrett, (laughs) choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the sounding board questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. 